Why small churches struggle to keep first-time visitors here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here. Today we're talking about uh, how small churches often struggle in keeping those first-time visitors. I'm coming to you here from the heart of the Colorado Rockies in Vail, Colorado. Yesterday was opening mountain, opening day on the ski hill, and all the snowboarders and skiers are in town. I am not here to be doing that, although I wish I was. But uh, anyway, this is where I am today. So uh, God bless you. Thank you for visiting the Better Sunday's podcast at reachkeep.com and uh, seeing us here on our YouTube page. I appreciate very much. Uh, Thanks for being with us. If this is important to you, hit the share button there. That'd be a good thing. And uh, also subscribe. But anyway, good to have you here. I want to spend some time talking about uh, first time visitors. And we have been talking about greeting systems and the importance of greeting systems over the last several weeks and the importance of, of that first uh, impression when people come to church who they see and and we've talked about actually you know how to have people stationed in different places and to begin those kind of relationships and I hope that some of that has been helpful uh, for you and that you have made it to some of our training that is specifically on that particular topic. We have a lot of YouTube videos that are on there. You can go back and find some of those. But today I want to kind of take it a little step further, and it's why small churches often struggle with keeping those first-time visitors. And I I believe it's medium-sized, large churches probably have similar struggles too. But small churches especially have a couple unique things about them. And I want to help you, and, and actually this is what I do for a living, help churches that are smaller to work on reaching their community and reaching more young families. We're not getting bigger for bigger sake. We're getting bigger for their sake. In other words, we're reaching them. We're reaching out to the young moms and dads that are struggling in our community and bringing them in, building relationships with them, introducing them to Christ, giving them the Bible as a guidebook for the rest of their life, and just really helping them out. So if this, again, if this is the kind of stuff that's helpful for you, just reach down there and click the old uh, thumbs up or the share button or the subscribe button and uh, kind of keep this going and uh, to some of your other churches might need uh, this type of thing. I took a lot of notes on this because I, I think there's a, a variety of different things. And in one of my notes, I wrote down uh, some things. And I hear often from churches, you know, complaints that people come and then they don't come back. And we're going to be dealing very specifically on how to get first-time visitors to return. We have a special workshop uh, coming up on that very soon, and you can sign up for that at uh, reachkeep.com slash and then put the word return. So uh, just www slash reachkeep.com slash return. I get all that right. Um, but people, you know, there's some complaints that they come and then they don't come back or or they only, they never really get involved. That is often one of the things here. Or they come to just one service. They come to like the Sunday morning service and they come late and they leave early and they don't connect with anybody. And, uh, you know, they often say, you know, your church wasn't friendly or we kind of get 
that sort of feedback from them. And uh, these are some common problems. If you're facing those things, you're not alone. I mean, this is this happens uh, all the time. And I think there's some uh, some analysis that needs to be done and, and really just kind of spend some time thinking uh, a little bit about it and some solutions. And I've got a little analysis and a little bit of uh, solutions here for you. Um, <clears throat> Greeters, uh, the idea that we have with, with greeters, we've talked about first time uh, people coming in the door and having someone there and all that. When you are having a good greeting system and when you are welcoming people as they come in, you are placing high value on relationship. And I think this is something that often happens in a small church. I was at a church not too long ago and uh, helping them kind of set up chairs, kind of get things ready. I said, well, how many are we going to have this morning? He said, uh, 13. I mean, he knew exactly who was going to be there. And uh, again, very small church, uh, but he knew who was coming, who wasn't. There was no expectation of visitors because uh, they don't hardly have visitors ever. Um, and not, I'm not disparaging them. I'm just saying it's a small, small, very small, rural, very isolated community, but they knew that. And your church, many times, you could probably know exactly who is going to be there. And so greeting for the front door and greeting as they walk in, some of those things are not high on the list because you... It's kind of like you wouldn't have a greeter at your house when everyone was coming to Thanksgiving because you invited the family to Thanksgiving and you know exactly who's going to be there. But a church has an obligation that is bigger than just a Thanksgiving dinner, bigger than just the us four no more. And when we start to put people out there in front, we are showing the value of building those relationships. And I think what happens in a small church is because we are so, and and I wrote this down, this is a great word, but it's also a negative word in this context. We are family. We are, we are kind of tight. In other words, we it's us for no more, not because we don't want anyone else to come, but just because no one else ever does come. You know, we are a smaller group. And when you become family, an outsider stepping in is another attendance person, but they are they really part of the family? Well, in like for Thanksgiving, they wouldn't ever really ever be part of my family, but if I invited someone to come, I certainly want to treat them like family. And so the family atmosphere is an excellent thing, but it can also be the downside because it is sort of that, that tight thing and we're not really allowing people to, to kind of be in there. And again, a lot of it's not intentional. It just kind of happens. Um, we have uh, oftentimes uh, in small churches, the, the, the tightness, there's there's no extra stuff that we have. And folks, a lot of the relationship stuff is built in the margins. It's built in, in those times when you have a meal afterwards and when you work afterwards and you do something different and all this. You build that relationship when you are hanging around and doing different things. And in a small church because of the emphasis of the things that we need to do we got like our you know we got this service this service and this service and you know we we get those done and and we those are the bare essentials and we get those done there's nothing in between there's no margin here where people 
are really building the relationships. If a person comes, walks into a service, right when it starts and they leave right when it ends, there's no, no one's listening to them. They're just there. And uh, so again, a part of that's their fault, but part of it's, do we really value that relationship time? And do we have extra time? And in a small church, many times there are not some extras. I'm going to give you some solutions here in just a second of what of after all this negative stuff um also in a small church many times we have we have just kind of this insider view and it is where we are just really uh close-knit and we get along that's why we're still here as a church okay there's just us 10 12 15 20 you know 40 50 whatever it happens to be and we do a lot of things that we like to do we have singspirations and we have you know favorite hymns and we do uh you know a lot of things that are kind of tight and, and when you're making announcements you like you know for a food thing it's like well don't aunt martha don't forget to bring your cornbread that's really the best and you know there's all this kind of insider stuff that we we talk about pastors often and do insider joking and we've talked about some of that that you know for most people they have no idea what that means there is a level of insider view that makes outsiders uncomfortable and you need to stick up for the outsiders there and you need to have sort of that view of they are important too and not they are important just to attend those services you know, and just to be there for an attendance thing, but their life is important. And that's why the greeter system, that's why welcoming people and some of these other things are so important. It really, really will help you to retain people if you start to value relationships and the idea that people need someone to listen to them. For many of the uh, complaints you hear about, you know, people came and they didn't get involved, and they didn't do anything. One of the questions often is, is like, well, did you ever listen to them? It's like, well, where would we, where does it, where does a pastor ever listen? Where does a church listen? Most of the church is known as the mouthpiece. And, uh, you know, we're the ones who are like, rack, rack. you know, we got, uh, uh, we got lots to say. In fact, we're paid to say it. that, you know, I'm a pastor and, uh, you know, I've, I've preached and preached and preached and, you know, you go at a place and they pay you for preaching and you know I mean yeah we, we know how that works we get prayed for and we get valued on our speaking we don't get valued for our listening and it is so important that we take time to listen uh, to people and so we have to have some times to do that so when we say why does a small church struggle I think they struggle because they are family and they, they're kind of tight I do think they struggle because there's a lot of kind of that insider uh, kind of stuff that is going on I think we also uh, you know again struggle just because we don't have we don't do a lot of extras uh, with our, our little churches where there is something. So here, let me give you some solutions. And I don't want to be Mr. You know, doubtful here, whatever, Debbie Downer, what do they call it, you know, uh, say all the negative stuff. Let me give you some ways that you can keep new young families when they come in the door. We've already talked about the last several weeks, and that is training, training your people to be people friendly, to create conversations and when to create conversations. Everybody's not supposed to create conversations. Don't create it when you're standing in the parking lot. You create those inside when there's a little bit more time. Create a venue that is that soft landing ground, that fertile soil where people can come and there's a coffee in their hand and a donut 
in their hand and they hang around and they have time for conversations. You know, create some of that type of venue and value uh, some of those things. Let me give you a few ways to do that. One of the ways is what we call, uh, the, 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 to show the value of relationships, we call these, we call these relational opportunities. It's the, the involvement opportunities. It's somewhere where they can, a way that they can be involved. Number one is volunteers, asking people to volunteer to do things, whether they have been there one week or two weeks or four weeks or whatever, getting them involved in a volunteer opportunity. Are you using connection cards yet? Are you signing people up to volunteer, to do things, to clean things, to move things, to set things up, whatever? In our churches, many times we have very high standards for certain things. Uh, to be a pastor, you got to have a standard here. To be a deacon, you got to have a standard here. To be a Sunday school, you got to have a, a standard here. And oftentimes, we have these super high standards for anyone to volunteer. And I think we miss out on a little bit of finding out that some of the best relationships are built while people are mowing the grass together, or they're moving boxes together, or they're you know uh, helping uh, you know build something together. They're doing some type of construction. And if you have a volunteer, uh, opportunity and there is someone that comes to the church and they have only been there one or two times let them know that yes we could you could you possibly come by and help us on this day you may think that that's forward you may think that's too much and, and some of that but let me say something people are looking for that type of thing Americans today especially young families want their kids to be involved in volunteer opportunities and this is a a great opportunity to to do this is when you have guests come within the first couple of weeks ask them to do something special out of the normal schedule okay out of attending the next service you know lots of times they say hey will you be back here tonight or in our midweek or whatever those are things too and i think those are important but those put a value on attendance they don't put a value on the relationship and when you ask somebody to come and to help uh you know and do something that is a great thing a second thing that i wrote down here is uh, just what we call special bible studies or special spiritual moments and inviting people to come to a men's breakfast or a ladies bible study or a special uh, I'm going to be doing a special Bible study on end times for three weeks, and I wanted you to come. And you invite them to come to those type of things. We're doing special things for the teenagers, special things for the kids, for the for little kids, and we would love for you to come. And again, you see where small churches, where the pastor's bivocational and busy, 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 he often doesn't have time to do some of those things. And again, I, I don't have the solution for all of this, but I do say that, that if we learn how to delegate and turn things over and uh, you know be smart about some of this that we can do a little bit better so uh, having people come to special bible studies special spiritual events is another place where there is a chance for them to uh, for them to be heard and again this is the point about no one ever listens to me it's like in a special bible study there's a much more chance for discussion and people to listen to hear what those problems are the third one I have, and we're going to love this one, that shows the value of relationships and involvement, are meals. 
or just the idea of having more meals together and doing, uh, you know, sharing a thing. And I'm not talking about necessarily regular, you know, meal after every service or that kind of thing, but where you would do something special, um, whether it is the men, we have all the time when we have a men's breakfast, we have guys that are very young in the Lord or just brand new visitors that if we ask them to come early and help cook bacon or cook eggs, they're like, I'm on it. I'll be there. Okay. And in the kitchen for the hour ahead of time, you're building the relationship, you're listening, you're learning about them, and you are valuing that. So all of this is kind of one of those um, uh, very, very important things. It, it is the, uh, the the negative thing that, uh, to, to finish on a negative note here, it sounds like a great, uh, great way to end it, but oftentimes we value attendance over what we would call the relational stuff. And I believe that if we take a look at the, the what we call the lifetime value of a person, is if we may not get them to every service and every, you know, solid and committed and, you know, all that kind of stuff right off the bat. Um, but if we value them and listen to them and spend time with them, we as a small church are going to be able to bring them in and we're going to reach them and then we're going to keep them. Hence the name, okay, reach and keep. We're going to reach and keep those young families. We don't want to just value people for their attendance in a service, you know, the three services. We don't want to just value people, uh, you know, if they are members, you know, this often, it's like the level of value, you know, is your member or if someone's really committed, the, the really the answer is, they need to be where they call us family, where they go, this is my church. These are my people, and I love my church, whether they are committed in their every service or where they are, you know, official members or not. We need to help uh, value them and love them. And when you start to do that, and a couple of these things, again, volunteer stuff, meals, the idea of working together, doing tasks together, all of that is going to really help you to reach and to keep some of those people. So if you're a young church and smaller church and you're trying to bring in people and keep them around, okay, remember it is not all about the preaching, okay? They can, and by the way, preaching is available a lot of other places and they can hear it uh, you know, on the radio, et cetera, et cetera, okay? What, they're, what we provide, what the local church provides that cannot be found in other places is godly, spiritual, wholesome relationships. And they can't get that in the public school. They can't get that from Hollywood. They can't get that from pop culture. They can't get that from watching a video service. They can't get that from listening to a podcast or, or listening to a sermon series, you know, on the radio, uh, you know, every morning at 710 to hear their favorite preacher. But they can get it through the local church. The lifetime value of relationships is the most important thing that we can emphasize if we're going to keep people. So when people come and they visit, make sure that you emphasize relationships. And I want to encourage you to analyze all of this. How well have you trained your people? Okay. Have you, are there, are you, do you have greeters and do you have people trained in creating relationships? How well have you analyzed your schedule where you actually have time 
some of these venues where there is more listening time and there's more discussion time. Okay, all of that, taking all that into account. So anyway, this is Mike here, reachkeep.com, Better Sundays Podcast. Thank you for being with me today here in Vail, Colorado. And uh, next week, I'm actually going to be on the road again. I'll be in another place in Colorado. Um, but I just wanted to spend some time with you today. And if this has again been helpful for you, um, subscribing is wonderful, sharing is wonderful, uh, you know, passing, and writing comments is wonderful. Oh, got some really nice comments the other day, and I really, really appreciate that. So thank you so much, and God bless, and we will see you next time here. Oh, by the way, go back to that thing. If you want to go to that uh, workshop on how to get people to return to church, and this is going to be more specific techniques on systems and some of that, it's uh, uh, reachkeep.com slash return, and we will have a webinar there, an online training workshop that you can sign up for, and you'll be able to attend that and to learn a lot of things on how to get guests to return a second time. First time guests coming a second time. So from me to you, God bless. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't forget to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And we will see you next time here at richkeep.com.